episode of the Wedding Film School Show is brought to you by Musicbed, the best music licensing platform for wedding filmmakers. Head over to themusicbed.com and enter our code WFS on checkout to get a free month on your annual wedding subscription. Now, on to the show. Hi, guys. How you doing? It's the Youngs. I actually can't imagine ever ever doing a wedding with my wife <laughs> we get that we a get lot that a lot but our response is i can't imagine not yeah. running it with my spouse he has always been on the background helping me with the business side because i was in the corporate tv broadcast world in that world it's kind of frowned upon to be a wedding videographer now given the people who know they know that's like oh I, I make a lot more money than you actually so yeah, i'll just show them my books yeah yeah how do you get that kind of trust especially with planners the fact that we are married has kind of helped with that. We're able to collectively harness that relationship with the couple and we kind of branded ourselves on building that relationship with them. If you do not have the experience behind the camera in a wedding environment, get experience. So you need to be second shooting. You need to be shadowing. You need to just put yourself in this environment to understand the flow and how weddings work. Hey guys, welcome to the Wedding Film School show. I am super excited because um, I have some awesome guests on the show today, but I did want to remind everyone, if you're listening to the show, um, go ahead, check out. We actually have a YouTube channel for the Wedding Film School show. In addition to our traditional OG wedding filmmaking, the Wedding Film School channel, um, we have a channel for this show. So head over to the Wedding Film School show over on YouTube and go ahead and subscribe. And if you want to watch this episode, if you're listening to it, I would say turn it off right away. Head <laughs> over to YouTube and watch it on YouTube because this couple, they're just beautiful. They're so amazing looking and you're going to love seeing their smiling faces. So without further ado, <laughs> hi guys. How you doing? It's the Youngs. Good. Hi. We are the Youngs. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Yes. I'm Veronica. Veronica and Alex. I, I'm not Veronica. No. I'm Alex. Yeah. Um, how are you guys doing today? Good. It's a beautiful it day in beautiful St. Louis. It is a 70 degree day in <laughs> spring St. Louis. Yeah. Tell you. Can't, can't, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. We so, love it. So you guys are married. Yes. And so that's always fun for me because I actually can't imagine ever ever doing a wedding with my wife <laughs> we get that a get lot that a lot like yeah. even, even down to i can't imagine running a business with my wife is i get that yeah too. but our response is i can't imagine not yeah. running it with my yeah. spouse yeah but I, and there's so many people who are doing it successfully so clearly it's not strange it's probably actually more the more traditional historical way of actually running a business is with your family but yeah. um but when i look at it and i'm like i just can't imagine it so so when you you guys, how long have you guys been doing this for? Why don't we just start with the the getting started story, the wedding filmmaker's journey. So the one we've told a million times. Yeah. The one we've told a million times. Yeah. So I actually started my company um, as just Veronica Young Photography. Um, Alex had a full-time job that was a video job. Yeah, um, I, worked, I worked in commercial corporate TV video for probably almost a decade before I even jumped into weddings. Yeah. Um, and I started- and it was pretty mundane every day. It's the same thing. <laughs> I started my company in 20 officially 2016, 2016. You shooting in 2015. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, he, he has always been on the background side of it, 
helping me um, with the business side because um, I wasn't business mindset forward when I started it. Like when I started it, I thought fa- having a Facebook page was having a company. Um, mm. Obviously, that's it not true. That's not that <laughs> right? That's not how you do that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so he's always been just there kind of behind the scenes helping me. Um, and then he joined on with me um, in 2017, right? Unofficially, um, we would have clients that come to us and say, hey, do you offer video? Because I'd love to book photo and video together. Yeah. And while I didn't do weddings, I'm like, well, I you know, video. I know video like the back of my hand. That's what I do for a living. So, yeah, we'll do. So we we did like maybe two that year and yeah. a couple of the year after. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, we weren't we weren't promoting it, it at that yeah. point. Yep. Yeah. It was just kind of like a soft launch, so to speak. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then, you know, life happens and, um, he ended up going full time with me in uh, in 2018, I lost my production job Yeah, and she was freaked initially. And I'm like, you know, we'll figure this out. And then <laughs> I was full time with Veronica in photography yeah, at that she point. She quit her corporate job at that point already that year. We bought a house Yeah, and then I lost my job. And so then I'm like, okay, let's just, let's just do this thing. Yeah. Yeah, Never if you, you want to have, if you want to have like, just guarantee a crisis, go <laughs> get into some kind of debt that that requ- is required, <laughs> yeah. and then it will just magically happen. It's just right. yeah, you know, I, buy a house, quit your job, lose your job. Yes. It's it's honestly this is cheesy, but it's so true. In that moment of, in our lives, it was the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. Mm. Um, and that was it that definitely, just definitely paid off. It paid off for sure. I love hearing that stuff because. Um, you know, I think so many people in the wedding industry, I think they got into the industry somewhat, um, just some backdoor ways, right? Very, very few people are like, I think with photography, it's different, right? Like a lot of people like, I love photography and I'm going to do wedding video. Everyone who got into video was like, I want to do video. I want to be a storyteller. Mm -hmm. I want to be a filmmaker. And then they're like, well, I have this camera. Uh, I got to make money with it. Uh, I could try weddings. Like that's yeah. so many people's journey. And, and I love how like you actually learned to love it. Yeah. Like you yeah, really he, And he did. He had, he had to learn to love it because I mean, he'll be honest and say that he did not want to do that. I had zero intention of yeah. doing weddings. And because- I, I had to be like, Hey, like actually give it a chance. Like we're, we're impacting people's lives, like really big and doing something super epic that they're taking away forever. Like just, just see how it goes, see how it feels like doing it. And you ended up loving it. Yeah. And I mean, I think it came down, my mindset behind it came down to because I was in the corporate TV broadcast world for so long in that world, I'm sure you can attest to this. It's kind of frowned upon to be a wedding. Are you in video village? The Facebook no. group Video Village. So mm-hmm. that's like one of the OG Facebook groups. If you drop that you're a wedding filmmaker. Oh, it's like of, scum of the earth. You are like not <laughs> a real person to them. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, no. Like they're like, well, okay, but like, so I would never hire you to literally even be a gaffer. Oh, like, no. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to join that group. No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. Now, given the people who know, they know. It's like, oh, I, I make a lot more money than you, actually. So yeah, I'll just show them my books. Yeah. yeah. But but at the end of the day, I've had this discussion with a lot of people. I come from a um, production background more so than weddings as well. Yeah. As well as Jared. Music videos, things like that. Mm. Um, and I found that background has been really beneficial 
for me because I understand audio and lighting and even something as simple as cable management, just like production. Oh Oh my gosh, yeah. So how have you found that your commercial experience has really informed how you film weddings? I mean... Oh man, there's so many things. I could do a whole podcast. The fact that, that he episode. even like just referenced the cable things, like you are such a like I'm a, a stickler. stickler. Yeah. <laughs> but that comes from my music production background. Mm-hmm. It's the cable thing. Yeah. He's like taping and like making sure like even the tape is like laid perfectly so people don't trip, but it also looks okay. Like Well, you would I mean, know you would you would get kicked off sets if you didn't get off your yeah. cables. Oh, oh, for sure. So yeah. really and we actually just talked about this on the mm-hmm. podcast. Um understanding lighting is so vital to wedding filmmaking yeah. and i feel like it's overlooked a lot of times so when i first started bringing lights to receptions people looked at me like i was crazy because well we don't do that well i do that yeah or i'm looking for four different sources of audio from all these different places well why do you need so many well i need fail safes and i need as many fail safes because i'm not controlling most of them our, so, our job is to make these people look the best that they possibly can. And so we know that dynamic lighting is important to be able to do that. Um, and that's one of the main things that they have you do in corporate work. And and, and a lot of my corporate work was reality TV based at the end. Um, so it's stuff you can't really, quote unquote, redo. So it was as close to doing a wedding as you can without doing a wedding and it being an actual set based thing. So we'd have everybody wearing a lab, we'd have room mics, we'd have boom mics, we'd have everything set up to try to capture it the best we can, but we had fail safes all over the place and it was lit properly. And just understanding what goes into a big set like that and then understanding how to do each role and knowing in a wedding, I have to do all of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. making it fit into a complex wedding day, yeah. So just understanding that I think is what takes a wedding videographer and kind of elevates them because they look at it as more of a producer role and not a videographer role. Yeah. When, especially when you start to get into higher end weddings, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. uh, you know, if you're working high end weddings, they're much more likely to really need pre-production essentially. Exactly. Oh, for sure. I do find production skills really come in handy um, as you kind of level up. And if you're looking with yourself and you're listening to this and you're looking to get into $8,000 plus gigs just for the filmmaking, you're talking planners. You're talking lots of people at the weddings. You're talking places and locations that maybe have a lighting person coming, but they suck and they're key lighting everything <laughs> but the person speaking. So you have to yeah. add light to, so you can match your ratio. I mean, yeah, we actually just... Uh, shot a wedding um, a couple weeks ago that they had a lighting company come in and they have these pin lights that are magnetic that like they could just throw up on the top of the um, ceiling and they're supposed to be white, they're but, they're to be white but they're not true white they're blue and so when we were doing test shots in the room um, and figuring out lighting for the speaker and things like that I, that was the first thing that I noticed and I was like this is going to ruin their skin tones and I'm like I know that they paid for like these little tiny pin lights to be put up there I'm like but we had a planner I'm like I need those taken out and like I know that and I explained I'm like this is why it's not going to look good and she was like absolutely let's take them down and so we took them down like right away and I was like our lighting will be enough well and having a planner at that level that understands that what you're doing they need to be able to make changes and understands what you bring to the table is huge and it makes a huge difference in what you're able to 
produce for the couple and ultimately the planner. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the, the, uh, one of the things that I think is interesting about you guys and just, you know, a handful of people in the industry, but not, I think as many as you would think. So at the bottom of the market, right. If you're just getting into, if you're a couple booking a wedding, right. One of the first things you're going to see, if you go to the knot or something like that is combo packages from large national chains and so yep. I think one of the things that you see is there's maybe a little bit of a stigma, right, with offering photo and video. Now, I think there are plenty of people who do it, but I would say not tons of people who are doing it at the high end and at your level. Do you guys kind of find – how do you guys kind of bridge that gap and create this high-end luxury experience where you're doing both for people? How do you get that kind of trust, especially with planners? I found, and uh, you probably have a lot to say about this too. I found that the fact that we are married has kind of helped with that because we're able to collectively harness that relationship with the couple like we would when we first started and we kind of like branded ourselves on building that relationship with them. But because we're married, serving married people, couples getting married, we're able to connect with them equally as mm -hmm. opposed to like just the bride or just one party. Um, we've had a lot of grooms just completely break out of their shell just because Alex just because there. I was there. Yeah. And I think that like what we do is we set a very, um, baseline standard for our experience, um, across the board for photo, for video, and not even just like the product that we provide, but also the overall client experience. Um, and it, this sounds kind of negative, but it's, I, I promise it's not because they're hiring us, we have a lot of control um, over a lot of the day. And that goes hand in hand with us making sure that our clients, their parents, their grandparents, everybody that we're gonna be interacting with is going to have the best experience possible working with us. Um, because even if we did have a crap product, if we gave them an amazing experience, that's what they would take away from it. And they that would make them love their product. Now we don't give a crap product, we give a good product. It's beautiful. You guys have yeah. beautiful work. Now, do you guys <laughs> find you. do you guys find that people are and and this might be competitive? So, like, no, are that's people okay. Coming to the door and inquiring based on photo or video more, or do they always want both? I would say actually, they almost always want both. I would say I would yeah. say ninety five percent of our bookings up, are photo up and front, video. Though, or after they're yeah. educated. Up front. I mean, at this point because we've kind of branded it that way, mm -hmm. I'd say, yeah. And you know, it took a while for us to get there, especially with us starting as video or photo. photo only. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's talk about that then. Cause I think this is really interesting. Let's imagine a photo a photographer is listening to this and their husband is just mm -hmm. bumming around the house, uselessly <laughs> doing nothing, bringing no bread to the table with their camera. I know where they, this is going. And they say, honey, get your crap together. Help me and make video. That's a, a hot topic. As a photographer, and maybe they're good. Let's imagine that they're good. Let's okay. imagine they're a great Thanks filmmaker. for putting that in there. <laughs> Let's imagine that they are good. They're, 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 okay. they're, they're their own little Alex. And, um, <laughs> and how would you kind of encourage someone to add video to their photo business? I would say whether you are good or not, if you do not have the experience behind the camera in a wedding environment, get experience 
get experience, get experience. Before you add it as part of your brand. So you need to be second shooting. You need to be shadowing. You need to be taking behind the scenes photos for a photographer. You need to just put yourself in this environment to understand the flow and how weddings work. And it's, it's not just documenting. You have to manage expectations of your clients, of your parent, of your client's parents, of emotions, highs and lows of the day and but, how to but like, what about for video? What about adding video to a photo business? Because I think, I think like a lot of people, people will do this all the time. They usually it's low end. They'll come to me and mm -hmm. they'll say like, Oh, I want to add video to my photo business, you know? Cause I have an, an editing studio. So a lot yeah. of our clients are photographers who want to add video and they can't edit. So they, they need someone to help them with their editing. How would a photographer add video to their packages? Like what was that journey like for you guys when you were making the decision like, Hey, we're going to add video. Like, well, you educated yourself like a lot. I mean, I did a lot of like, I brought a, a friend of ours in that I has, I mean, he worked for a volume video company that's pretty big locally. And, um, he had had hundreds of weddings under his belt. So I brought him in to show me kind of, the gameplay for a wedding day. Mm -hmm. And then I took what he taught me, combined that with all the production knowledge that I had already had and kind of created a product and a workflow for us that worked. Yeah. And you, you got to just start. I mean, everybody starts somewhere. So, and I, I think the, uh, you like you mentioned if they're good, but I feel like it's important to note that like, there's a huge influx of people that are like, Hey, I'm in photography. My husband, could pick up a camera and learn video. So let's bring him on board. I think the biggest reason that those aren't taking, those companies aren't taking off as much is because at the end of the day, you're going to be judged based on your worst product. So if you're, if you're a really good photographer, but you're offering video, but it's kind of subpar, you're going to be remembered for your subpar video, not your great photography. Yeah, that's, that's a good so point. So it's important to be at the same level for both yeah. before you start incorporating it as your brand. That's why I said this is a hot topic because yeah. we have, a, that's had, a pretty unpopular we've opinion. We've had this I would conversation say. lots of times. Yeah. Well, we talk about all the time with our team. We're only as good as, our, we can only charge as much as our worst shooter. Yeah. Yeah. So like whoever that person is, whatever that basement is, that's your price. Yeah. Um, you're not, but I mean, like I said, you start, you have to start somewhere. So the way we did it, uh, that's, that's, that's yeah, probably the ahead. best way to answer that question yeah. is the way we did it was, um, we were booking photography. That's what everybody knew. We were still Veronica Young Photography. Um, we would just reach out to clients a couple of months before their wedding, maybe earlier, and say, hey, we're now offering video, and it was just to them, and we'd give them a, like an introductory rate. A little sweetheart mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. yeah. So like, we're not doing anything else that day. We'll do video for you. So we booked at the, the first year we did that. We probably booked maybe nine. Yeah. And we did like... 45 weddings that year. Um, and we just kept progressing. And then as word spread that we also offered video and that our packages were, were more geared toward pushing the clients to a combo package. Mm -hmm. That's what we were getting was more combo based packages up front. We had to kind of like talk the photography only people into booking videography. Yeah. And what was that sales that process? Difficult. Like, was that, were you primarily doing the sales Veronica at that point? I, I still do the sales. Yeah. So what was that sales process like where you were like, Hey, but also like, how, how did you start? Like a, maybe you didn't know all the lingo or all the deliverables or all that stuff. How did you just integrate selling an additional service as a photographer? 
Yeah. So, um, I would say a lot of it came just through organic conversation, um, talking to our clients and getting to know them. Um, maybe even just having their timeline meeting, which is coming up like close to their wedding day. So, um, I would say, you know, I just put the bug in their ear and I'm also asking about other vendors that they've hired. Hey, like, have you gotten a florist or anything like that? And if I know that they're not mentioning a videographer, I'm like, well, is that something like you're interested in? Because we could do that for you. Ooh, um, and you're sneaky. You, you, married, <laughs> you, you married a savage. Oh, trust me. Uh, okay. <laughs> and all with all the love. Yeah. I love it though. Yeah. Um, I love but, that. That's so, cause, cause you've, you've passively introduced something. Yeah. In, and I, know, I don't, I don't ever want to force anything down anybody's throat. So it's searching for pain points. Yeah. It's, 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 it it's solving their problems that they might not even know that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm talking even about like what's important to them on their wedding day and you know, if they're like, I mean, I've had ones where like my grandpa's going to be there. And honestly, this might be like the last event that he's ever going to attend. I'm like, you want that on video. Like you want your grandpa on the dance floor, like busting a move. And we can do that for you. Like, let me, let me solve these problems for you. And, and actually, I mean, I don't want to be the person that brings this up because it's, it's okay. Bad, no, but, it's okay. Um, we actually have a very personal story as to how we get people to book video. And it's not even sleazy because it's just the truth. It's our experience. When we got married, we made lots of mistakes. We didn't hire a super professional photographer. We didn't even have video, even though I work in professional video. Um, and then a few years later, her dad suddenly died. Yeah. So all we have are a couple photos of her dad. And so it does feel so we like kind of like pitch it as, you know, we wish we had video of her dad walking her down the aisle. It does feel a little like weird, but also I'm just giving a real life experience um, on why it's so valuable and why they should be adding it. Um, if you're already spending this much, why not just add it on? Agreed. So as a photographer um, and sorry to keep talking to your wife, Alex, but no, you're fine. <laughs> She's better than I am anyway. Well, here's my thing is like, I just think photographers in general are just so much better at sales than filmmakers and so much better at marketing and branding. And they have to be, I just wonder why that is like, have you had an opportunity Veronica to just take a peek into the weird world that is wedding filmmakers? I mean, other than what Alex does um, and what we do together, no, I haven't. So, like, I don't know what it looks like for just a videographer to sell themselves um, other than like what I've seen in our industry and um, at done, a very base level. We've done maybe, gosh, four total weddings that were video only. Yeah. I mean, we do offer video only, so I can pitch a video only, but because we do both, it's very much of a similar, um, sales structure to when I'm just pitching either both of us or just photography. Yeah. Have you found though that like, um, have you guys found as you're kind of, um, adding this, like, what was the process like? Because, you know, I've added a lot of products over the years. Mm-hmm. different things and every time it takes me a little while to kind of make my rounds have multiple yeah. conversations with my partners and the people that i work with well why do i want that what is that again what's the difference between this and oh that and the yeah other there thing? was like yeah 
Did you guys find there was a bit of a like a learning curve with your partners when you started to add this? And how did you go about educating? Because we talk a lot about educating couples, and that's important. Yeah. You just hit on that right there, like how to educate someone the value of what you're doing and why they might want to add it. I don't think most people talk enough about educating their vendor partners. Yeah. And I'm telling you, we created an education program last year with one of our things. I brought my average sale up 30%. Wow. Just by I, educating planners what we sell. I think that that's interesting that you bring that up because that is something that Alex says all the time. And I and I agree with you is that um, and I, I think that it is changing as I, I say this, but I think that it is starting to change. Um, a lot of planners do not push video or they put they like make an afterthought. It's an afterthought. So they are like, let's prioritize photo over video. If you have if, here's your budget, let's put this amount towards photo and then if we have anything left we'll add video well and it's it's the if we have anything left part that kind of pigeonholes them into a certain a standard a certain standard of video as yeah. opposed to if you're doing a high-end wedding you should be getting high-end video well and, but it makes sense for these planners because video is useless in a publication submission it used to it be. used to be well it's not anymore I would say, I don't know, like I've done a ton. I've been in Brides. I've been in Martha Stewart. I've been in all the magazines and like, you know, they'll put it up there, but then it's like hundreds of photos. We'll see that that's where, okay. So I'm saying it in a sense of it was useless for publications in that sense. However, because I mean, it's 2023, the world is going video. It's already there. So if a planner right. wants to... Oh, dude, I am right. <laughs> I am right. I'm confident enough to say that I am right. Um, the, the In general, the best content or the most, not best content, but the most um, engaging content that you find on any social media platform is video content. And if a planner wants to stand out from the crowd and get more engagement to ultimately get more clients, they need to use video content. Well, and that's what I'll and, tell you guys. Like when I was telling you I developed this thing – Part of the program we developed is planners get same week reels of Perfect. yeah for their content. and we and we that's do what the photographers thing. do we yep. we we followed we we came up with photographers and riding their coattails and we were like what are they doing that we're not doing and we would notice like the p photographer would send them some images within three or four days and all the high end people that's like basically a must. If you want yeah. to be and, and I, and I would say that that is one of the things that we started to do was, um, we recognize that it's instant gratification, instant gratification. Um, and especially in a luxury market, um, you, the planners that you're working with, uh, they, I mean, you have your clients, but the planners are also more or less your client at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you're catering to them and what they need. And when it becomes, um, a thing with video, they're wanting to showcase their work as well and their design. Um, so we make sure that we can send them a few clips or a short reel, um, right away. And then also it's just, it's two birds with one stone. The couple loves it as well. And that's another like big bonus that we have is that after a wedding day, we don't have to just say, hey, we're giving a preview for photos. Hey, we're giving a preview for videos. We can stretch it out to two different, two more days and say, okay, the following day, we're going to post some video, some photos previews. And then the day after that, we're going to post some video previews. So, and so we're just keeping that high you're, going. You're, you're kind of bringing up the, the cohesion, right? Of the brand yeah. as one of the benefits, you know, and, and kind of like almost selling, hey, this is why it's great 
And I, yeah. I've done a fair amount of weddings with my own brand as well. So mm-hmm. I have a sense of that, but I don't definitely not as much as you guys. I would say we're 90% other people. Like, yeah. yeah. So, but regardless, how do you guys find that the, in terms of the look and the style of film and photo, are they, are you trying really hard to make them co- very cohesive or do you think they can have their own thing going? I would say that they're pretty cohesive and that's, that's our goal. Yeah. Um, we aim to do that just because one of the selling points that we have is a consistent product across the board. Yeah. So we have, you know, we shoot, um, all the same brand of camera. We all, we both shoot Canon. Um, and that's very meticulously done. So our color science is the same when it comes to color grading films and editing the photos. Um, we also both shoot film. I shoot, um, a Pentax and Alex shoots super eight. I shoot a Canon super eight. Yeah. (laughs) Canon super eight. So we definitely are making sure that, um, everything looks the same. It has the same vibe and feel to it. And then she actually also, because I used to color correct the films myself, but then because we wanted to just make sure that we matched as perfectly as possible, I feel like nobody really looks at color the same way a photographer does. And if the brand was originally based on the photography side, I want to make sure we match that. So she comes in at the end of the film and actually color corrects it to match the edits that she already did with the photos. Do you ever have, do you ever find that to be a little challenging as a filmmaker when you realize that they have so much more dynamic range <laughs> than you do? <laughs> yeah, it's really frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> he'll like he'll like or like she'll do split toning and I'm like I can't do that. Yeah, he'll like take a, like a stab at the color correction. He'll be like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And I'm like, "Let me just like make a couple tweaks." <laughs> I, I did have to teach her how to color correct, so I still have that up my sleeve. You had to tech, yeah. You had to teach me like the technical, like in Premiere, like this button does this, and like that, and then I took it and ran. Did you find, yeah. Okay, so this is really interesting. So, do you find the limitations in color and video to be like frustrating as a photographer? They are more challenging for sure, um, but we have figured out, you know, what like profile what shooting profiles like works for us now so like in the beginning when i started to do it i didn't understand because i don't understand a lot about video i know enough to like if i had to second shoot for him i could do it but i would never call myself a videographer um but i would say it's i had to learn like why certain things didn't work oh this isn't shot in log so like you have to like add um an input light and like this is this is shot in I don't even know raw. I'm gonna like, out my I'm gonna out myself here, <laughs> and, and I'm probably gonna get blasted by all of the videographers in the world um, for weddings. For this reason, I don't shoot uh, in log except for I, one camera. I, I think I'm about I'm working on a video right now called "Stop Shooting Log." So I'm with you because I it, you did C log. Is that different than C, log? Uh, there's three different C log. Programs. Okay, see, I don't even know. But so on my C70s, I use the YDR because it's so much easier for her to match and in mm. post. And as long as I'm nailing exposure, it doesn't really matter. Can I ask you a question? Like, because you know, when I look at your work. I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it light and airy. I, I would. I would probably. You wouldn't. No. That's what I, everybody else says. Well, I think it. <laughs> I wouldn't call it that because when I think light and airy, I think way more Warm. blown out highlights than I'm seeing here. There, there. You like, like you, you guys still show buildings in the background. Yeah. I would say. I'm it, glad. I'm. You're my new favorite person because I would also not call us light and airy, no, and everybody else does, it, and I'm like, um, no. <laughs> 
I would call it, it's got the editorial kind of luxury look to it. Bingo. That's exactly what we're going for. But yeah. it doesn't have the light and airy thing. And I, I don't think that brand could be cohesive. I don't think light and airy would look good on video. No. You can't, like, because I, I work with a lot of film photographers. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, that's the Jose Villa thing, right? Where it's like, yeah. blow out the highlights. The, the roll off is beautiful. I wouldn't actually even say that, Jose Villa. Yeah, not like really light. More editorial really. almost. No. But it's probably more Katie Mary is she's pretty light. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like that's KT a good is example. pretty light and airy and in like she's blowing those highlights out to the point where there's like halation and everything's just <laughs> blo- like you can't do yeah. that with video. The highlights are just like clip. Like there's just a clip yep. and right. they're off and it looks garbagey. It's not right. It's not good. So that's why I don't call you light and airy because I'm like well, I love that. The video look, it it just looks like uh, editorial, you know. It- our whole our whole style in general is like timeless, and so having really really like moody shadows or really blown out highlights is never it's not timeless. We want we want things to make we want them to feel like they're real. Um, now we will do the moody shadows and like motion, but on purpose. And that's when we yeah, and that's when we bring out the editorial side is when we start to get like super creative with it. So yeah, you I guys would say are like a more like you you know you guys are doing like the uh, drag shutter stuff a little bit, yeah, like mm-hmm. Joel and Justina, but with yeah. not quite as like artsy fartsy looking. Um, yeah, not forcing so, it. Yeah. So I love it, and it looks great. But I, I was like, Thank it you. looks cohesive. It looks like you guys are intentionally trying to create a collection, which is awesome. So, yeah. so one of the things Alex was talking to me about was um, something that comes up a lot, especially in winning filmmaking groups. I'm not sure about in photography groups as much anymore, but it does. It does. Yeah. Is how the not this, this is I'll lay the scenario out for everyone listening. Person getting into the industry, just trying to book some gigs, right? And they're like, how do I find anyone? And people go, oh, networking. And I always say to them like, okay, like no top planner is gonna talk to you. So why do you, (laughs) how do they network? They they have no portfolio, they need to get gigs, Mm -hmm. right? So then they go, okay, well, I saw this thing called The Knot. Is that a waste of money? Is that a good idea? Should I do that? And inevitably, they are pounced on by a hundreds, hundreds of people. of people who literally say one of two things, something that's just like a very no information. It's a scam enter or it's a scam. I tried to cancel my contract that I signed up for for a certain <laughs> amount of time and they won't give it back to me. These very same people, by the way, would not give back a retainer that someone booked on their contract, but they're, right. of course, very upset that they don't want to keep their commitments and want their <laughs> money back. And so those are pretty much one of two things. There's probably like a third option that comes up sometimes, which is something along the lines of, it's pretty good if you want low-end couples. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of like, almost no one says, yeah, it's, it's solid. You can get a lot out of it. Why do you think people have like such a, cause I think it's not just the knot and wedding wire. It's just like in general advertising, but I, let's talk specifically about knot and wedding wire. Why do you think people are just such haters on knot and wedding wire? Go ahead. I'm go, okay. Excuse me. Ooh, sorry. Um, I think, I think the hate actually has manifested itself more recently I'd say the last, when did Wedding Wire buy the knot? Whatever year that was. Three years ago, four years ago. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that's when it manifested the most because it started making all these changes that people didn't like. Yeah. Um, and it got complicated. It got complicated. And unfortunately, the fake inquiries did start happening at that point. And the, I'm not here to say that the knot is the best thing in the world because oh, it's I absolutely not. List. I think the point of this is that we both all collectively have a very unpopular opinion. But it's very, I think it's, how am I going to put this? I think it's mostly hated because pe the people that jumped in on it didn't do well on it but and they blame the not for it they yes. want they it's hated because they expected it to do the work for them yes. that yes yeah yeah that's it, what you were trying to get to I, that's what i, I was trying to get i to. would yeah. agree i think i think most people's opinion is actually an opinion on their success and not an opinion on the not or wedding wire they're like well, yeah i spent money and it didn't work and then when you talk to them their impressions of like what they did versus my impressions of what they did and this is why i know i know me and alex are similar because I've seen Alex answering questions in groups the same, and both of us are saying like, "What did you do?" So yeah, it's, so, you need self reflection. Yeah, what did you do? Like, what did you expect, yeah. and what did you do? And so when yeah. you, you you know Alex was I was talking to Alex, and you guys maybe not as much anymore. And like like Alex said, and I've acknowledged a lot. Like, it's not for everyone. It's not for every market. It's not for every couple. They, like, it's and not it's the not end all, all the time. all, and it's probably not forever. If you're running your yeah. business, like it might be, you will come to a place where like your clients are not on the knot as much anymore, mm -hmm. but you can get really solid clients. So why don't you talk a little bit about your journey and like you guys using the knot and like kind of, you know, we could talk bad stuff too, but maybe some of the good <laughs> things you guys found and I how mean, you were able to make it work. I'll start with the good because I mean, ultimately I attribute the knot to a lot of our growth. Um, and that, in 2017 was our first, like, I would call it our first full year of weddings. Were you the youngs we at that wedding. point or were you still? No, we, no. Were still, we weren't, we weren't the youngs officially until ironically, um, was it 2020 we launched? Uh, no, it was 2019. No, I think it was 2020 because it was, we did the rebrand and then COVID happened, right? It was 2019. It was 2019. She's probably knows better than I do. Anyway. <laughs> Um, She's like, do we, I'm not going to debate this with you. Just it, trust me. <laughs> oh yeah, it was after I lost my job. Anyway, I digress. Uh, we uh, our we had some weddings booked in 2016, but our first full year with photography was 2017, and that's the year we ended up jumping on the knot and setting up a profile and doing all the things that everybody should be doing if they get a knot profile. And we took our thirty thousand dollars in income from 2017 and turned that into a hundred thousand in 2018. And 95% of those bookings were from the knot. You didn't even have to take a master class. No. No. <laughs> we just did all the things that should be done. So make your make your thumbnail stand out. Um, answer your, be timely in your responsing, mm -hmm. re responding. Make sure your um, branding and everything and copy on your website is cohesive. It's easy to navigate. Your contact form is right there. All the information that they need to get um the information to book you or to contact you is easily attainable and they know what they're expecting and they know what they're looking for and we did all those things yeah. and that shows because we got bookings yeah i think people rip on national chains a lot right and because mm -hmm. you know there's a lot to rip on but um, one of the things that national chains all do well is they understand their audience then that they're selling you know b2c business to customer 
And yep. the customer is a shopper. They're shopping. They are not on the site to get to know you. Mm-hmm. They're on the site to make a purchase or figure out if they want to make a purchase. So the amount of people I see in, in filmmaking, especially photography, it feels it's just so much better, Veronica. Like you guys are so much more savvy than us, mm-hmm. which is why they're able to charge twice as much money for half as much post-production. But um, but also just I think there's a huge demand, right? Everyone wants photography. And so they just yeah. kind of have these these skills that filmmakers don't have. And so, you know, these filmmakers are going to these platforms and they're, they're not very sophisticated in their understanding of sales and marketing. And they don't understand how to make things easy for people. Like yeah. if I click on your link, right, and I go to your website and I can't figure out how to learn about you in a sales way, right? Not just in a way where it's like, well, like, is your website good? Although a lot of people there, Alex and Veronica, their website is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, so we were talking, Alex, and so about the things people need to do. So I think there's one, I think we should talk a little bit about, okay, you know, the not, it works pretty well for us. I wouldn't say it's my number one source. There's a lot of negatives about it. I definitely think there's a cap too. But if you're asking yeah. that question in a group, you've not hit that cap. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. if you're wondering, should I use the not? You're not a person that needs to worry about, well, you can't get high-end clients. I don't even know right. why people bring that up. It's like, yeah. Yeah. well, you can't get high-end clients. I'm like, this dude's not getting high-end clients anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they don't, about the not, he's not, they're getting he's, started. They're just trying yeah. to get clients. Like they yeah. don't have networking connections and all that stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I need more bookings. Get I on the knot. I can't think of a much better thing than doing the knot. Like people, yeah. when I do consults, guys, the number one thing people want to do in a coaching call is ask me how to make more money. And I always will, I'll ask them like three questions. I'll say, who are the top planners in your area? Who are the top photographers in your area? What are the top venues in your area? Which they never know the yeah. answer to. Yeah. yeah. Which is why they're not making money. Which is part of the problem. <laughs> As I say, yo, go learn all that. Go learn yeah. all that. Find an organic way to connect with those people. Yeah. Talk to me in two years. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But I also yeah. tell them all like, but also you should just go advertise on the night. And that's when, like, we do mentorships and stuff too. And so we deep dive into other people's businesses to help them grow and make more money. So go um, head over there, click on the link, <laughs> go sign up, get a coaching call from the Youngs. All right, oh, thanks. Um, and that is one of the things that we offer, you know, depending on, obviously, depending on where they're at in their business. Um, but more often than, than not, they're in a place where they could really benefit from being on the knot. And so we will highly recommend that they get on there. But we don't just say, hey, pay for a storefront on the knot. We're like, you have got to be intentional. If you're going to be on the knot, don't waste your time and money if you're not going to be intentional because you have to, in order to get what you need to get out of it, you have to put time and effort behind your knot profile. No such thing as passive income because you have to have some sort of work upfront to make it work. Yeah. I mean, for us, that looked like not having a um, robotic response when people would inquire with us. We would have personal responses. Um, And I would be very honest, and this is just what worked for us, but I would be very honest and say, hey, this is not the best form of communication for me because it's not. Um, It's not. (laughs) um, And so I would say, here's our website, um, fill out our contact form and let's have a conversation via email or zoom or phone call. It's like, it's like great minds think alike, Veronica. 
Yeah. And I, because I don't want them to look at what my stuff on the knot, my, my website has so much more to offer. And once you're on my website, you're going to love me. So I just got to get you there. Well, sales is all about getting someone to take additional steps of commitment towards you. Like if, 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 if you're selling to someone, you need them to do something that costs them something. Yeah. Every yeah. step yeah. of the way. Like you and can't so just I, let a person dick around on the knot. Exactly. And I would know based off if they t- took that step to fill out my form, I'm like, there's probably an 85% chance that I'm going to book this client right. because and they took that extra step. That's only one part of what we try to tell people that they need to do. The other part is you can't set the knot and forget it. You can't put all your photos or your video and forget about it because everybody else is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. So I always say, set your profile, pick your thumbnail, do a quick scroll. If your profile doesn't stand out quickly, you need to change your thumbnail mm-hmm. because you want, because that's what clients are doing. That's what potential clients are doing. They're doing a quick scroll and yeah. seeing what catches their eye. If Don't put a picture eye, of you. No. no. We actually oh. did a, a test once and did a GIF. Mm-hmm. We took a bunch of her photos and put a GIF on ours and it, we got a lot. It of went very well. Yep. I also tell people it, like that you brought up one of the biggest things, Veronica, which is get them to your site and get them into your flow. Mm-hmm. But make them take that step to get out of the knots flow and into your workflow. Like I don't count anything as a lead until they fill out my form on my website. Yep. Yeah. Instagram. And that opens up thing. a whole that opens up a whole other like source of problems where they're like, well, the knot doesn't work for me, but it's not just the knot. Like, does your website look like shit? Because if it does, it doesn't matter if they found you on the knot or not. Like they're not, they're not going to book you if you have a crap website. Not even if it looks like shit, if it loads slow, yeah, it's not easily um, to navigate easy to navigate it. There's so many things that go into it. The longer they're on your website or in your world, the more likely they're going to book. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the knot's great as long as you know the goal is to get them off the knot. That's what I tell people. Yes. The goal is to get them <laughs> yep. off the knot into your world, away from all your competitors. Because they're yeah. looking at the all good, these other people. The good thing about the knot is that you get a lot of eyeballs. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's the benefit of being on the knot is because it, it can actually um, change into real um, customers and not just leads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, how, you know... Do you find that, um, are you guys doing listings that are photo or video? Which, which market are you in? So I will say, yeah. ironically enough, um, we do not pay for advertising with the knot anymore. Um, like we've mentioned before, or just previously, we have uh, capped out at this point. We are not, our clients are not on the knot. Um, they're probably not even necessarily searching for wedding inspo they're hiring a planner and getting their inspo from them so um but we do have it a, was a photo profile. but it was a photo profile yeah, yeah. in the past and Where we do, you do think still that have price cap was in your market with the knot i would say four, um four no i would say for photo for i would say for photography the cap was probably around 5100 i think it was lower you think so? Yeah, based on the metrics of, as far as like how many per, what percentage. But that was booked. that was maybe two three years ago. I would say now it's probably a bit higher. So what I found on the knot is we would book. That, that's the most likely place I'm going to book a combo pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we would we would sell those combo. Our average sale on the knot was like sixty two hundred, but it was for photo yeah. and video. It was like a yeah. short highlight film. And yeah. like eight hours of coverage, something like that. I think once 
like the stuff that I'm traditionally selling just video packages to like wedding planners, like a two day destination or just weekend celebrations, yeah. you know, you're not going to sell a $10,000 video on the knot. Yeah. Correct. But, but, but you can sell double the market average pretty consistently on the knot and like whatever your market is, if it's 1500 bucks, you can sell a $3,000 video. You could sell a $5,000 yeah. photo package on the knot. And, and like, mm -hmm. so that when people are talking about this stuff, I'm like, yeah, it's not for every situation, but like be realistic. Don't lie and pretend like you've surpassed it because if you if you surpass that market, you wouldn't be asking the question. And don't make people feel stupid for doing something that works for them. <laughs> and I, Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, and it does heavily de depend on your market and mm -hmm. what the prices look like with that. So in in our market, I would say um we started to cap out, you might be right, Alex, between the 45 um to 5,000 price range. Um, and I don't know if we've ever, I I'm sure that we did get our, a few combinations like back in the day from, uh, from the knot, but I wouldn't say that it was many, it was mainly just photo. Um, well, I think the last year we were on there, it, our, our percentage went from like 95% to like 70%. Yeah. Um, and the rest of those being word of mouth or Instagram. Cause right now Instagram was at one point in the 90s for us. Yeah. Instagram was at one point useful at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, it's still kind of useful for a lot of people, but and we book, we book off Instagram, but I wouldn't consider it a major source. I mean, I think the goal for all of us is to get partners in the industry mm -hmm. that love working yeah. with us and give us tons of weddings every year and that oh, we yeah. can just count on. That's the goal for everybody. But if you're not there yet, I think the Youngs would agree, I would agree, the knot is a great place to go as long as you set your profile up in a really nice way. And the other one is reviews. Get reviews. Oh make sure my gosh. Oh, yeah, we, yes. didn't touch on that yet. we didn't even touch on that. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people don't spend any money on it till you have at least 10 reviews. Yeah. Get a free yeah, profile and get some reviews because no one's going to book you with zero reviews. Right. That is one thing we didn't do is get the reviews first, I think. Well, we did get them eventually. Um, no, like we didn't. We st we started paying before we had a whole lot of reviews anyway. Oh, I mean, I th I pay before I get reviews because I have money. But well, but, yeah. But if you're a person that's like that, if if I tell you like, hey, get a good package, be make sure you're on the mm -hmm. first page. I try to tell people get the top package if you can. Yeah. It's like, but like if you're investing money and that money is like, it's gotta work. Mm -hmm. if it has to work if you like put that money in and like you don't know what else to do like what you're going to do if you lose that money then yeah. i would say make sure you get some reviews if you don't care and you're like yeah you know like we'll try like i'm just kind of crazy like that i'll just throw <laughs> money at things and see what happens I, you know fine don't put in your reviews like but i do think long term to have success on the knot have you guys found that the reviews have were helpful at least at one point in building well, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, the reviews are what gets you um, the not award. Mm -hmm. So the, it's you literally need, award. yeah, you literally need ten or five. Ten. ten. It used to be ten. Maybe it's five okay. now. I don't know. Ten some five. Amount. Yeah, some, some amount of reviews, amount of reviews um, to get this award, and it's guaranteed. Five star reviews. Um, yeah, five stars, and it's guaranteed. And that, I mean to a potential client, you winning an award like that, it, it looks great yeah, and it, it is look, great. Yeah, it's great. So and they love it. It's a good thing to, it's a good thing to 
put money towards because that's another thing that's kind of crapped on is the not the best of the not because and it, because the industry people know that it's not really a, that big of a deal but to a potential client it's, they're like oh they're oh they the want not hall of fame they're like big on the not mm-hmm. well why do you think the i the sketchy companies do it right they know yeah. that it works and so mm-hmm. if it works for them and they're not as good at, this is what i always try to tell people it's like you can hate on those people all you want, but they're beating you every day on the internet. Yeah. And so <laughs> how about you? Like, like if like you're booking 15 gigs and they're booking 4,000 and it's like, yeah. Oh, it's right. just price. It's like, it's not just price. No, mm-hmm. it, it's not just price. You don't think that person has an extra thousand dollars to book you. They wouldn't even if they could, because they don't yeah. want to work with someone with a broken website or no mo- not profile or whatever. And they don't care about you or your experience or all the crap you think you bring to the table about your personality and the art you make. They're yeah. just like, at a certain level, people are just interested in like, how did you make them feel before they had to invest time talking to you? And these yeah. big companies, they they show up and they show out on the knot. Like mm-hmm. yeah, they, they do a good job with a lot of their stuff. So I wanted to ask you guys about just the work that you that you do in terms of storytelling, right? So you guys are storytellers in different ways, right? Yep. Um, obviously, photo and video storytelling differ in some ways, but there's also like ways that they're coherent and co- they coalesce. How do you guys find like when you're delivering these collections, right? It's like a journey, like a 360 journey through this person's day, right? How do you guys storytell in a way that the photos and the videos are complementing one another? Or are you kind of just each doing your own thing in terms of how you're crafting the story? So I would say, you know, every wedding is different. Um, But because we are lucky to be able to experience every wedding together, sometimes there's a moment during the day that we both already know, like, this is going to be epic for their film. This is going to be a highlight, a pinnacle of their wedding film. Um, and so we we will take that and it even comes down to like our previews. Like that will be, we'll, we know that that's going to be in the teaser. We know that that's going to be in a preview for um, just the photo gallery. So that's, I would, you might be able to explain that a little bit better, but that is one way that we know um, how to make, make it cohesive so one that pops into my head just because i just shared this again um we had a couple a couple years ago um dad is an emotional roller coaster yeah like in the most like sincere way he as soon as soon as his daughter walked out he was just a puddle of tears mm-hmm. and we knew that going in and that just we hits different on video right yeah. yeah so we made sure during the first look that we were both ready for it they got all the photos of it they got just that for video and then he also gave a speech that he did. We were expecting the exact same thing and we were ready to go together. So it's really just anticipating those moments and just knowing the couple and then communicating together because she'll see something and that I may not have seen and say, hey, go check that out. Um, grandma's over there. Go yeah. capture that. And sometimes um, from a photography perspective, um, I can see different angles and things in a different way um, that he does. So I, so I'll be like, Hey, I'm photographing this in this sort of way. Let's make sure that you do it the same. So it just feels like it's the same story being told. Yeah, That's really interesting because 
I work with a lot of photographers in, you know, there are times where we're, we, we, I'm very collaborative. We're very collaborative. Anyone who's making money in this industry, you're collaborative. Yeah. You have, you have to, to be. be. You have to be. <laughs> but I also know like she's not responsible for my footage or he, and, and I'm not responsible for their photos. And as long as they get what they want, yeah. and I get what I want. We're all happy and everything's great. I would imagine it would be a little different if I was, when I'm delivering these collections, right? Yeah. Especially if that was like my bag, right? Like our style is kind of just like, we don't really work too hard to make them connect in any way, in a meaningful mm -hmm. way, minus the color grade. But, but for you guys, you know, how do you find, like when you're delivering a collection, right? All the photos, all the videos, do you find a lot of times like there's just a really nice gap filling that's happening between the two deliverables where you're, it's like the person's getting different experiences or do you find kind of like that they often end up going down the same journey, but in different ways? I think you've mentioned the gaps, but I'm going to, uh, it's, it's a little different than what you mentioned. So we all we're in our studio right now. Mm -hmm. We offer uh, reveal parties and it's oh, one of the that. main reasons we got this studio mm -hmm. is so that we can put wherever it's at right over here, um, put, put the photos and the video up on that TV. They can have their family, close friends, whatever, come to the studio, see every, everything for the first time, photos and videos. Um, and what we typically do is we show them the videos, the video first, and they'll watch it. They'll get their tears out and they'll get the story. They'll remember everything, but the video doesn't show everything because we can't show everything in a five minute film. Yeah. But then they get to go through their gallery on, mm -hmm. on the TV. So then they're swiping through the gallery and referencing moments of the video based on the pictures, but then they're filling the gaps in between the spots that weren't shown on video because we didn't have time for it and talking about those moments as well, because now they remember them. Like, yeah. You really through, have his through the photo gallery. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> no, but I think that's great because it's like, I often now I trust the photographers I work with. And so we will be like, Oh, they're going to get it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they will and all that good stuff. But that being said, it's really amazing to know that like they can get a full, with video just by nature like you mentioned alex you're gonna leave stuff on the cutting room floor mm -hmm. you just, yeah you just have to because like the mo the movement of a film is almost more important than the amount of stuff you fit in right. um the other thing i don't know if you agree with this veronica i find photo to be way more um just way almost um kind of abstract like because like you have this idea of like these people standing in a pose like, mm -hmm. like even the, like the formals and things like that. Right. Like mm -hmm. it's totally like, um, surrealism to almost yeah. like versus photo video, which there's an element of surrealism, but I love the idea of kind of having like the surrealism and the timelessness of photo with kind of the, you know, video just tends to be more trendy just yeah. Based, yeah based on editing tricks and stuff that you have to do and the music you pick everything about video becomes more dated faster yeah. and so i love the idea of having both of them together i just think it's so fascinating to have both of those angles that's my rant about that. no i i love that and something that i feel like is just a little bit different that we do because I'm doing almost every single wedding with Alex, who is the lead video. Um, I have developed a posing structure that is good for both. Oh, I love that. Um, so I have the couple moving like almost 
the whole time. Um, you know, we'll stand still for a couple minutes, but then everything else for the the wall pictures, basically. Yeah. But then everything else has some sort of movement. Even Mm -hmm. if their feet is placed on the ground, their hands are moving or their faces are moving their or something is moving on them for the video aspect, um, to really like create that organic like connection between the two of them. But it, so yeah, then, then it doesn't look overposed. Yeah. I love that. You know, and that's that's an age old. You're, you're lucky, Alex, because you have um, this photography wife who's clearly very good, who understands good, what they're yeah. doing, right? <laughs> and you know, you can just steal her poses, and she can't get oh, mad absolutely. At you. <laughs> Honestly, she does probably ninety eight percent of the posing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he'll he'll be like, "Hey, I have an idea," and I'm like, "Please, by all means, like, hop in here." <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys would be surprised by this, but not all photographers are very excited about working. With oh, I know. Oh, we know. <laughs> oh, I know. We've, when we first started doing weddings together and we'd only have photo or only have video, we would, we'd get some like, especially the video only ones. It was tricky to navigate because we're used to working together, but the photographer doesn't work with a lot of videography. I think it comes down to communication okay. and like setting expectations for each other, but also being kind. Like, yeah. We, you're, you're there for the same reason. We've talked about this on, on other podcasts, but I've literally had photographers. I've seen it where like they set up a lay flat and then I'm like, oh, can I get some of that? And they're like, sure. And they take it apart and hand it to me. I would never. You know what? It, it's actually, I would it's never do that. The opposite for us. She just, they don't take, she doesn't take apart the details. I hand her my camera sometimes. Oh, yeah. I, so I can get like the bridal party interacting and hanging out and getting ready on one camera and she'll have my video camera, another video camera in her hand. So she'll get her photos and then she'll get some flat laid details on video. Man, She'll do it. I'm so, je- <laughs> I'm, I'm always so jealous of photographers. Like I just, I like the culture or in photography, like the education side, like everything about it. It's so much easier to get like work your way to the top. Right. Yeah. Like, if you just, follow, yeah. if you're good and you, and you, get around the right people and you can educate yourself, you can succeed in filmmaking. One of the things we're trying to solve is the education structure is weak at best. There isn't a lot of education and especially about marketing and sales. No one talks to you about your branding. No one talks to you about like working with other people. So it's always awesome when I have photographers on the show, because the way that you talk about your business and sales and thinking about it and in the way that you guys have built your business, it's, it's just, um, it's very inspiring to people. It really helps people, I think, really think about their business in a different way. And it's not just about the technical performance of making a cool film. It's about working with people and selling something and casting the vision. So I'm really grateful to have you guys on the show. Super, super amazing content that you guys are making, of course. But you also offer your work, your uh, coaching and your and your mentorship. So why don't you tell yep. everybody a little bit about that if anyone's interested? Because there's probably some couple listening to this who do photo and video and they would love a mentor like that. Maybe someone who's a photographer looking to add video, whatever it is. But tell people about your mentorships. So I will say we just recently did a mentorship with a husband and wife team last year. Um, she's a photographer, he's a videographer. Um, and they did the mentorship with us. I'm going to just toot my own horn for like two seconds. Um, they did the mentorship with us with the goal for him to be able to quit his full-time job and make photo and film their main source of income. And we just found out that like a couple weeks ago, 
he did quit his full-time job and they are full-time photo video. And that just makes my heart so happy. And, and he was, they were one that she was a solid photographer, really mm -hmm. good. He kind of was introduced to videography. So he had a lot of work to do. So I did a lot of that, like helping him improve his storytelling and his video and on that side of it, in addition to all the other things. And he took that and ran and they did great. They did great. And now, that's their job. That's I would awesome. say, I would say at a, at the very um, basis of our mentorships, they're very much structured um, to what that person needs. So we do have like a baseline price, but really our packages are super customized to what they need and what they're trying to achieve out of the mentorship with us. So we always start with a discovery call. What are your goals? Where are you trying to be? Um, what are you struggling with? And then we'll take that and kind of develop a customized plan for you. Um, we have actionable plans um, and mentorship calls throughout a certain amount of time based on what you need um, and follow-ups and things like that. And we give like homework and... And if they're local, they'll, like we'll, we'll have full days sessions in the studio or mm -hmm. that you can fly to us if you really are like set on doing that. And we can spend a couple of days here. Um, and really when we ask the questions we almost always get somebody that thinks they know what they need and it's only it's it's usually right but only partially right yeah and we'll do some reconnaissance and be like that's right but you should also look at this part too yeah i always just tell people like hey i don't know man just get good and that's that's the end of my <laughs> <laughs> that's my coaching call <laughs> so, yeah. i actually i actually came from i used to teach also <clears throat> um at, like high school i taught high school i health. taught high school too for 10 years I, did you really? I didn't, it, I didn't do it very long. And I was I, a musician, it, a session musician. So yeah, I I do all the things. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really very, enjoy. Very helpful, high by the way. Very helpful in our industry. Oh, yeah. If you're a musician, you're gonna have an ed an edge for sure. Alex can play every instrument under the sun except for the saxophone. We just talked about that actually. Yeah, he's very talented. Um, but yeah. So what was I saying? Oh, I don't something. Know. You were something saying about something. You're, you know, you were talking about. Um, oh, I used to teach, so I'm really we're passionate about helping people. And you mentioned that it's inspiring to see how we're doing things. And honestly, that's kind of why we kind of pushed into YouTube and what our YouTube's kind of blowing up at the moment, which is amazing. Little little plug. Like um, all the plugs. Like listen, the, people don't go on podcasts just to talk. <laughs> they got things. Right. They got things to plug. Well, our YouTube's yeah. blowing up, so if you're not there, you're missing out. Um, and the, really, the big goal there is to show our work, but primarily to just kind of give education and insight and from our perspectives and what we've experienced, just so people can either be inspired by or learn from or both, just so that more people can be in the industry and be successful in the industry. Yeah, for sure. I love that, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. No problem. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's really great. And it's, um, you know, our goal is to have as different perspectives as possible so we can, there's so much diversity in this industry, so many unique people and unique stories and unique ways of doing it. And I, I think that's really important for everyone to realize is like, there are, of course, best practices, mm -hmm. right? And there really are. So you can't just do whatever and do, and make it. But there's a lot of ways to skin this cat. And so, so we, we're <laughs> yep. always trying to encourage people, Hey, check out this model, check out this model, check out this model. And you guys, you're very unique in the industry and very appreciative of having you guys on. If you enjoyed this show, by the way, if you want to help us out, go ahead, give it five stars, 
check out our, like I said, our sister channel, The Wedding Film School Show, or our main channel. And, of course, on the main channel, you can join as a member if you want to support us financially, which, um, you know, a lot of you have been gracious enough, gracious enough to do. We also do weekly film critiques live on YouTube. So if you want to submit your films, head over to weddingfilm.school. And, of course, we offer mentorships as well, but I don't know why you would want to do a mentorship with me when you can call the Youngs. So head over. To, how, do you, how do people find you guys? So we are on Instagram at the Young's Photo. Same on YouTube. It's at the Young's Photo. Yep. Uh, um, Facebook is kind of meh. <laughs> it's just the. Our, Young's our primary is Instagram and YouTube, but we're yeah. on all the things. It's uh, Young's Photo Film, I think, on, I Facebook. Think on Facebook. But there is yeah. another Young's Photo and Film somewhere that you might accidentally end up on. But look for our faces. Yeah. They'll yep. be there. Where are they the sign Young's up for a mentorship? Is that on your website, or do they just DM you on Instagram? I would, just yeah, just DM, DM us. That's the, that's the quickest way to get in contact. So it, it's it's one of those things that it's so customizable because everybody's a different spot and needs different things. Yeah. That just hit us up and we'll go from there. Love it, guys. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Like I said, if you love it, then go ahead, tell people that you love the show. And of course, go check out the Youngs. And if you want a coaching call, set one up for them. They'd love to do a mentor. Thanks, guys. Have an Absolutely. awesome day, guys.